Hello and welcome to The Personal Investor. I'm Ed Monk. Today on the show, did the wealthy get off lightly in the autumn statement or are they really shouldering the heaviest burden? We'll examine the extra tax being levelled on the better off by the government. If you enjoy the show, please rate us, share us or leave a comment wherever you get your podcasts. We now know how the government plans to deal with a £55 billion hole in the nation's finances, as well as real-term spending cuts. Measures announced in the autumn statement last week mean that millions of taxpayers will see more of their income fall into higher tax bans. But it was the wealthiest who faced the biggest hit. Or was it? A host of changes will make the tax system less generous for those with high incomes and wealth. Is this a real squeeze on the rich or have they got off lightly? To talk over what last week's changes mean for investors, I'm joined by Tom Stevenson, Investment Director here at Fidelity. Tom, welcome along. Um, Before we get into some of those individual measures, let's start with the big picture from the autumn statement last week. How will the overall tax burden change as a result of those changes and um, when exactly is it going to happen? Yeah, so as you say, uh, the Chancellor is looking to to fill um, uh, a 55 billion fiscal hole, um, and he's looking to do it over a five-year period. That's actually a, a, an extension by two years to give himself a bit more uh, room to get the public finances into the uh, into the state that he he wants them to be in. Essentially, what he's done is he's divided that 55 billion pound burden between spending cuts and tax rises uh, in the ratio of about 30 billion spending cuts and about 25 billion uh, tax rises. He's not done it evenly. It's not all at the at the beginning of that five-year period. It's actually spread over the period and it is quite backloaded. And there's a good political reason why he might want to um, backload those, uh, those measures because as we know, uh, within two years, there has to be a general election by January 2025. And there's a very obvious political reason why uh, he would want to postpone painful measures until after um, that uh, election. So it's the case with both the spending cuts and the tax rises. The spending cuts are actually more backloaded than the uh, than the, the, the tax rises. And the reason for that is that uh, we know that the government is spending a lot of money at the moment on um, uh, protecting people from the from the rise in in energy costs, and that is going to continue over the next um, uh, year, eight, eighteen months. Um, and so the, the the real spending cuts don't kick in uh, until the twenty five twenty six. Uh, financial year. The, the the tax policies do kick in immediately, but they are stepped up and they only get up to that 25 billion uh, run, run rate, uh, if you like, at the end of the five-year period. Yes. And it, it was interesting watching the, the, the speech last week. You could you can always tell where the government and where the chancellor wants the emphasis to be in, you know, in terms of how they deliver the speech. And practically the first thing the Chancellor mentioned was a cut in the threshold at which uh, the 45p rate of tax begins to be paid. It's currently £150,000. It's going to come down to £125,000. Um, it, it, it was interesting that he had that emphasis, didn't he? Because, I mean, we're going to get into some of the measures and, and how they affect individuals, but it, we could probably say now that it isn't really taxes on 
the wealthy or even individuals that are doing most of the heavy lifting here in terms of the tax side of that equation. There's other things around business rates and also a windfall tax on energy. That's doing a lot of heavy lifting, really, isn't it? Yes, well, that's right. The windfall tax is actually uh, one of the biggest measures. I mean, that accounts for... Uh, 14 billion, I think, um, mm. uh, next year. So that is that is uh, a very significant measure. And and as we as we talked about, I think uh, ahead of the the autumn statement, where we were anticipating that a lot of the heavy lifting would be done by uh, you know w- what's being termed stealth taxes. Yes. Uh, so freezing allowances, freezing the thresholds at which people move into higher uh, tax bands. That indeed is a very significant part. Um, of how this is being done. And it's a tried and tested um, political ruse, if you like, Mm -hmm. to raise taxes without most people realising what's happening. Um, uh, So there is a lot of that uh, in the measures. But uh, you're right to say that that, uh, the the emphasis um, was very much on uh, the the pain being borne by those with the broadest shoulders, uh, and that's where this uh, that's where this cut in the forty five um, uh, pence uh, uh, higher rate of tax uh, comes in. He w- he he wants to be seen uh, to be making the wealthiest people pay their fair share, mm-hmm. and and there is an element of truth in that. You know that you know that that is that's quite a significant measure. Although in terms of the amount of money that it raises, it's actually much less significant than some of the other things that you've mentioned well yeah i mean we, we, a lot of um number crunching has gone on since last thursday in terms of these these tax changes and and for that particular measure the the, the bringing the of down of that threshold it's going to it's going to cost someone who's already on one hundred fifty thousand pounds of income it's going to cost them one thousand two hundred and forty three pounds in extra tax that's not nothing but it's it's not perhaps game changing, is it, for someone earning that amount of money? No, it's not. I mean, it, you know, a hundred pounds a month uh, extra tax for someone who is earning uh, one hundred and fifty thousand pounds a year. Um, as you say, it's not nothing, but it's but it's not going to change their their lifestyle. I think the more interesting thing about the um, about the uh, income tax bans uh, is the fact that actually there is there's a hidden higher rate uh, tax band, which is this this. Um, uh, bit between uh, uh, someone earning £100,000 and that new um, cut-off point of £125,000. Because essentially in that bit, in the middle, you start to lose, uh, in a tapered fashion, um, your tax-free income tax allowance. Mm -hmm. And actually, for, for that bit of the of the of the spectrum uh your effective tax rate is something like 60 percent yeah so so actually the 40 percent higher rate um or or is it called the higher rate? the additional the additional rate, rate. Uh, the, the, the 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 40 percent band actually only goes from about fifty thousand pounds of salary to a hundred thousand pounds of salary so an awful lot of people who probably wouldn't consider themselves to be very wealthy are being sucked into much higher um, tax rates than they were before. Yeah, and that, that's the income tax side of it. There were other measures aimed at uh, the money being earned on, on wealth and other assets. Um, we had news on dividends and capital gains as well, didn't we? Yes. Um, so uh, essentially, and I think this comes back to your earlier point about have wealthy people um kind of got away with it mm. and i think the, the both the dividend tax and the capital gains tax cgt were quite interesting because 
Um, uh, th they were presented as, again, making the wealthiest people pay their pay their fair share. The reality is that, that all the Chancellor did was he reduced the annual tax-free allowance for both of those. So for dividends, um, uh, before the autumn statement, uh, you were able to receive £2,000 worth of dividends uh, with before you paid uh, tax. Um, that's going to halve to £1,000 and then halve again in the next tax year uh, to £500. Something similar has happened with the CGT um, tax-free allowance, which was uh, just over £12,000. Mm -hmm. It's going to fall to £6,000 in the first instance and then to £3,000. Now, again, similar to the, um, to the increase in income tax, that's a bit of a nuisance to someone who has yeah. a, a sizable CGT bill or uh, earns a lot of money in, in dividends. But again, it's not really going to be a game changer. The big fear among wealthier investors was, um, and this is the real nuclear option, uh, which remains on, you know, remains a potential um, uh, for, for, for either the Conservatives or the Labour Party, depending on who wins the next election. The, the nuclear option is to equalise the income tax bans and the CGT tax bans, because currently, as we know, capital gains are taxed much less harshly than, yes. than income tax. So the top rate of uh, capital gains tax uh, is 20% for most investments, 28% for property, uh, compared to 45% for income. Quite, yeah, quite. I mean, I, I spent my Friday looking at what these um, changes potentially mean. Um, so, yeah, well, let's start with the CGT as, as you, you finish there. I mean, th that, that's right. It sounds like a big uh, cut, a £12,300 allowance down to a, a £3,000 allowance. But, of course, all that means is you're paying that CGT tax on that amount and those CGT rates, as you say, are lower, generally speaking, than income tax. Yep. And so, the it, you know, imagine a scenario, the, the worst hit uh, sort of scenario there would be uh, someone... A high earner, so they're paying that extra, that higher rate of CGT, and they're selling an additional property, which attracts an extra amount. So it's a 28% charge, um, and the difference would be £2,604 extra in tax that they would pay. But that's only if they make that gain. In that, yeah. in that year. Yeah. Uh, on the dividend side of things, yeah, uh, uh, the, the, the allowance coming down from 2000 to 500 over time, um, that's going to cost people about £5,090. So it's beginning to add up, I guess, if you're a high earner, if you're making money from dividends and from capital gains. Um, but it's all circumstantial and situational. Um, but even at those levels, a few thousand pounds a year, it's still not that material to people who are making those kind of gains. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I, I think if you look at it in the round at the autumn statement, at who is really bearing the brunt, um, uh, you'll see that it's, it, it, it's not the poorest. Uh, the poorest people in society have, broadly speaking, been uh, protected by this autumn statement. Benefits are rising in line with uh, inflation. We still have the triple lock guarantee on pensions, for example, um, rising uh, in line with, with inflation. Um, and it's not the it's not the wealthiest. I think that they can probably count themselves quite lucky that, that to an mm. extent they've they, they've they've got away with it um, uh, this time. Yes, they are paying a bit more in tax, 
uh, but in the context of their earnings, it's manageable. It's the people in the middle uh, who are really um, uh, bearing the brunt of this. They're the ones who are most obviously captured by these stealth taxes, by the the so-called fiscal drag. They are being pulled into uh, paying a higher rate of uh, tax and 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 these are people who are not earning a huge amount of money they're probably um uh, you know they probably have families um and you know um and for them being branded if you like as a higher earner probably doesn't bear much um reality um to their situation yeah it's i mean we should also say here you know that for the for the the tax rises that have come they are for wealth and for income above certain levels. We still have huge allowances in the system for people to make quite a lot of money in terms of investments on ISAs and in pensions, which are free of capital gains and of dividends tax as well. So it's really only the the people who have wealth above and beyond all of that that are going to get hit by the measures announced last week. And as you say, it's much more likely that there'll be people in the middle who, in, in this sort of insidious sort of way over time they're, they're going to be paying more in in tax than they otherwise would have been they're not going to see much more coming out of their monthly pay packets now but in five years time they would have just been treading water for a long time and, and their situation will have deteriorated relative to where it would have been yes no i i think that's that's absolutely fair to say and the reality is that because of the the various headwinds that we have faced um this year and in and in recent years um you know most notably the 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 energy crisis um uh, this year the country is poorer and mm. people are going to be paying more tax and they're going to be beneficiaries of less government spending and that that is going to be the reality the i guess the positive um take on on what we've just been describing is that the uh, the the uh the merit of using the allowances that you do have is yeah. greater than ever mm. um you know if um uh, if the tax free allowances on dividends and on capital gains are being reduced in the way that they are then it makes more sense than ever to take a full advantage of your ISA allowance and your SIP allowances each year. And as you rightly say, they're both pretty generous allowances. I mean, you know, we can yeah. all save quite a lot of money uh, in our pensions and in our uh, ISAs and protect ourselves from, from unnecessary tax. And just finally, in terms of the autumn statement, before we sort of let it sort of drift off into the past, Tom, um, the the main task, perhaps more than anything else, was not to spook markets with this autumn statement. The Chancellor will probably consider himself as being successful in that. Um, we haven't had big movements in the pounds and in gilt yields. Um, that was job number one. And what we've learned, I think, over the past few months is that we can talk about tax rates and we can talk about a few hundred pounds here, a few thousand pounds here and there maybe. But actually what really matters very often to people's personal finances is things like rates of uh, interest on loans and on mortgages that can make much bigger differences to people's finances and on that measure at least the chancellor seems to have probably got it right last week yeah i think that's a good that's a good point to make i think that was uh, one of his primary objectives in the autumn statement to come across uh, as a government with a plan uh, it may be a, a slightly delayed plan um, um, but, uh, you know, he has got a plan to get the public finances in order. And the, 
and that will be a real benefit to ordinary people because as you say an extra percentage point or two on um, bond yields and therefore on mortgages can have an enormous impact on your personal uh, household finances. So I think it was really important that he did strike the right tone, that he reassured the markets. And I think, broadly speaking, we can say uh, that he did a reasonable job of that. Okay. Okay. Well, Tom, that is all the time we have for now. Thanks for joining me. Thanks, Ed. Please note that the value of investments and the income from them can go down as well as up, so you may get back less than you invest. Investors should note that the views expressed may no longer be current and may have already been acted upon. This information is not a personal recommendation for any particular investment. If you are unsure about the suitability of an investment, you should speak to one of Fidelity's advisors or an authorised financial advisor of your choice. Overseas investments will be affected by movements in currency exchange rates and investments in emerging markets can be more volatile volatile than other more developed markets. Reference to the specific securities should not be construed as a recommendation to buy or sell these securities and is included for the purposes of illustration only. Tax treatment depends on individual circumstances and all tax rules may change in the future. Withdrawals from a pension product may not be possible until you reach age 55, 57 from 2028. This podcast may not be reproduced or circulated without prior permission. No statements or representations made in this podcast are legally binding on Fidelity or the recipient. This podcast is meant only for UK residents and does not constitute an offer or a solicitation in any jurisdiction in which it may be unlawful to make such an offer or solicitation.